Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, this Veteran Shout brought to you by Operation HHA USA, supporting veterans and getting them in the outdoor community. Uh, this one was submitted by Samantha Priest, and the veteran is Eric Priest. He's in the Marine Corps. says, Eric is my husband almost two years now. We are expecting our first baby in this spring. A little hunter to be. Eric is the hardest working man and serves every day for everybody else. He served eight years with three deployments overseas as a machine gunner in the Marine Corps. Not only has he selfishly served his country, he works as an emergency room nurse in the largest Virginia hospital, oh, VA hospital, sorry, in Indianapolis, serving his brothers and sisters in the armed forces as we prepared our home and our lives for a new baby. Eric has had to shift priorities away from hunting, shed hunting this year, which has weighed heavily on him, but hunting and being in the woods is not just a hobby. It's his life and passion. It is where he's most spiritual and where he feels coolest to God and Mother Nature. I truly believe that being out in the woods and experiencing nature is what helped him cope with the mental and emotional difficulties after his service and and coming back into civilian life. Eric loves your podcast and tells me he's hanging out with his hunting buddies when he's listening to y'all. Very cool. (laughs) Thanks, thanks That's for all you do lot. for veterans and keep up the good work. Awesome, man. Also says, uh, Eric has been a hunter since high school, though just recently in the last two years, became a very serious, very serious in bow hunting and loves shooting his bow year round. Very oh. cool, man. Yep. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, Appreciate for your service, service, brother. Yep. Thanks, Eric. Eric. And what a loving wife to be able to see what I kind of like when the wives submit, submit them. What's that? I kind of like, like when the wives submit them, like. That's pretty the cool. guys listen to it and they probably don't know we're shouting them out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bless hey, her heart. Hey, you just hanging out with the hunting buddies. Hey, that's what I mean. That's why we do it. Honestly, I didn't think it'd be that, but it's cool that it is. All right. So appreciate your service, brother. Yeah, thanks for your service, man. Thanks for listening too, man. That's awesome. All right. Hey guys, appreciate you being here, supporting us, and taking a second to listen to the companies that support us that make it possible for us as working class people to have a side hustle and do this thing and and. Support good brands. Uh, the podcast is presented by Elite Archery. Uh, you can use code WCB at everything Elite 
um, and Slick Trick, actually. Um, anything outdoor group, code WCB works. So check out EliteArchery.com. Take the shootability challenge. We think you'll like them. If you don't, hey, we get it. Everybody's got their own uh, their own flavor for their sauce. You know, you'll like them. You'll like them. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Big Time. Uh, from supplemental feed to food plot seed, uh, code WCB2021. I actually have an issue with Big Time. I had to tell Joe about it. What's the issue? I'm getting too many pictures of does oh. on my Big Time feed, and I hate it. Well, geez, man. I think their customer service could probably help you out. I'm going to call them here. I'm going to call the real boss. I would. I would. Yeah. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Spy Point, uh, known for their cell cameras. Um, I'm loving them. Uh, real good luck with the Link Micros. The Cell Links is a good option if you already have a ton of cameras that you invested into, but you want to get into a cell cam for pretty cheap. Uh, some great options there. Check out Spy Point. Um, use good batteries always, no matter what brand of cell cam you're using. That makes a big difference. Um, Rogue Ridge e-bikes. Um, been tearing it up. I'm excited. Mine is... Uh, I'm going to get her all nice and ready for season, tuned up, and take mm-hmm. her to the bike shop, make sure everything's good, and I'm going to be able to slip in, slip out of there. That's the goal. So I uh, I got to I got to quit jumping it. I got to start being friendly to that thing. <laughs> yeah, deer seems to be a little some, close. You need to put some pegs on that thing so you can have a sidekick behind you. I, I know. I need to not eat shit down the hill and break my collarbone so I can actually make it through all of the season. <laughs> Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Man, if, if you've never used anything from Scent Crusher, highly recommend like the, the gateway for Scent Crusher products is their gear bag. You can fit all your clothes in it. You take it with you. Um, you can run cycles, keep your clothes scent free, and it's just convenient. It's as good as killing scent as it is convenient for your hunting gear. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the fence, want to try a Scent Crusher product, I highly recommend the gear bag. That's one of my favorite products, my most utilized uh, product from Scent Crusher. Um, also old barn taxidermy, man, you, you invest all this money in this gear and time, time away from your family, your wife bitches at you. She's probably going to bitch at you when you kill one. You want to get it mounted at old barn taxidermy, but go to a good taxidermist because it's just like a tattoo artist. Don't go cheap on your tattoos because you're mm-hmm. going to want to get them fixed later. Go to a good taxidermist, old barn taxidermy, Fort Madison, Iowa. If you're not near Fort Madison, Iowa, check out some of their drop off locations. Um, we're pretty much all over. They're all listed on their website that can get your critter to Old Barn Taxidermy. And if you're way far away from everything Old Barn Taxidermy and the drop-off locations, ask your taxidermist who they use for their tannery because they might use Old Barn's tannery. Oh, yeah. Um, you'd be surprised. Plus, it's a one-stop shop. You get your meat processed there, too, yep. so yep. you don't have to worry about taking it to two different places. Yep, exactly. It, it is a one-stop shop. Yeah. I don't know what else you want from us. We told you. All right. Thanks for supporting the brands that support us. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Work, class, work, class, work, 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 work
It is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, episode 464. We're about done with this whole deal. Um, welcome to the show. Glad that you are supporting us by being here. We appreciate you very much. We are, I have to put the flag in this. This is the first episode with our new podcast table. Eric, congratulations thank and thank you. I don't know why I said congratulations, but thank you. I don't know why I said congratulations either. But I mean, you killed hey, it. Congrats, pal. You yeah. could park a bus on this table. Maybe two. Doug could bring as many duck hunters back to the studio as he wants to hang out around this table. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> could hunt, he could hunt off it. <laughs> they could hunt off it. If you know, you know. <laughs> Them trade show girls. Doug likes them. That's right. He's there to handle them. He's like our security. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. I'm protecting the boys. <laughs> Doug, I need to, before we make our introductions here, I want to ask you if you're going to stay awake. Oh, yeah. I'll be awake. I'm well rested. You are? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to get any extra sleep in preparation for this podcast? No. No? No, I didn't. Well, you sure? I'm positive. Greg Glessinger from Drew Outdoors, thank you for being here. Absolutely. I just came here because I thought Doug was going to fall asleep. So He came back for I want to go two for two. If you want me to, I could. I want to go two for two. <laughs> Casey Morgan, thanks for being here. <laughs> Appreciate it. Great to be here. I'm glad you guys uh, gave us another chance. <laughs> I was pretty worried that. think yeah. you're going to come back after the Sleepy first one. Sleepyhead kicked us out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pretty worried go. that you guys were be like, yeah, we're never doing that one again. Oh, well. Doug is now famous. There's just the way. This just the way it is. Yeah, you mentioned it before we started recording be that you got more mentions on the podcast, which was a great, informative, like whitetail killing podcast. Yep, you got more comments on the the nappy time. Oh yeah, I mean, we talked about the podcast. Everybody talks about it, and then they go, "Oh, by the way, did that really happen?" And I'm like, "Yes, it was a bit." It, it, was a bit. I was, it was a true witness case. It's the yes. thing we were doing. That trade show life can get rough. It can. Yeah, it, kicked For my, sure. it kicked my ass. I, yeah. I was in a little different. I didn't drink at all that show, and that was the first one I, I didn't drink a drop. So I was like hot to trot. I'm like all into the whitetail talk, you know. I did and, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you drank enough for you. And yeah, you we were like just magnets. I went that way, and you went the complete opposite direction, and then it really just it, it worked out great. It's a tough combination when you have a few cocktails, and then you throw a big steak in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough combination to go I got that's right. I mean, it makes it's a long day. Lessons oh, learned. yeah, 100%. Get up early. I mean, in your yeah. defense, Doug, but also, like, hey, how disrespectful is <laughs> <laughs> I apologize so many times. <laughs> yeah, we saw each other the next day. First thing goes, dude, I'm still embarrassed about that. I'm like, well, lessons learned. Are you embarrassed about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I woke up in the morning, I was like, fuck me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> gotta get my shit together. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming back. And thank you guys for coming down to the studio, the new, yeah. the new pad. So, uh, first guest at the new table, man. That's pretty cool. Hey, it's an, it's an honor, guys. I mean, if, for anybody who gets to come here, you can truly see the passion and the enthusiasm these guys have put into this building. Thank I mean, you. you walk Thank in you, yeah. and you see it and you're like, wow, these guys really care what they're doing. They have a lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm. And if it's not done first class, you're just not going to do it. Right. And Thank you. That's what you guys are doing. It's very cool to be invited. Yeah, it is. It's an awesome place. Unbelievable. Yeah. A lot. I mean, not that my expectations were low or anything. But <laughs> Whoa, where it's a lot nicer here? than well, that. Well, it's a trailer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good, though. You know, yeah. we want, we're working class, you yeah. know, so it could be. 
You know, this could be Eric's weld table at the shop that we just drug in here and still got grease on it and whatever else and slag and all that. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Hey, I'd be all about that. That'd be cool. That one's even heavier than this one. Well, you know, if this one ever fails, we'll bring it in. We'll bring that one in. <laughs> uh, but no, I, we really do appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, look up to you guys in the industry and what you do. Absolutely. And if people are unaware of what you do, why don't you guys kind of give a little background or go back and listen to the episode where Doug fell asleep and you'll learn a lot or there. You can watch it too. What you, episode is that number? Do you know? Oh, I don't remember yeah. the top of my head, but it's that one's videoed as well. Yep. You don't need to watch it. You just listen to it. <laughs> it was filmed. What? It's worth watching. Late, late March. Late March, yeah. yeah. Um, I could, we could probably check. Quick Spotify roll, we'll find it. Go ahead and look, look her up there, Austin. We'll call you Young Jamie on this one. Um, Jamie, look that up, would you? But you guys, obviously, with Drury, and we have a lot of mutual friends and relationships yeah. in the industry. Um, so it kind of just worked out. Yeah, that absolutely. We, we kind of hit it off. It was easy, right? Yep. Very easy. I mean, you guys are so easy going, and, and your guys' passion runs deep just as much as Casey and I in this category. And so... Anytime you get guys who eat, drink, and sleep this stuff, especially bow hunting and whitetails, mm-hmm. it's it's impossible not to become friends. Right. right. I mean, yeah, honestly, definitely. I mean, you got to be a real jack off to to not you know want to hang out with people who don't have that stuff in common. Definitely, it helps you know people are down to earth and yeah, same passion because then yep. you can kind of everyone's kind of wired in a similar way. Very much. You know, like we can all get together in a room and chat like this. Like we didn't really like, Hey, what's the agenda? I just hit the button. Here we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it just, it'll naturally go, but that's, what's cool. Like I can bring up, let's, let's make an example out of this conversation real quick. Let's talk about G twos. Yeah. I mean, how, I mean, what's, it's like, all right, what about G twos? Dude, I love G twos. Blade G twos, split G twos, kickers. You know what I mean? It's like, like we, bubble gum shrimp. We, <laughs> if we had to do a whole podcast right now off G twos, we could do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that might seem silly, but we could, we could yeah, do it for sure. By you the know? way, if you want to watch Doug fall asleep, it was episode 441. There you go. Thanks all four, four one. Let's say it one more time, Doug together. Four forty one. Sorry you about you, Doug. There you go. <laughs> Round of applause for Doug. Yep. And it's worth those people to go back. It is worth your time because it's, it's oh, yeah. quite entertaining for that 45 to a minute and a half of time. L- let's give this podcast a little more credit than just Doug's napping that time. Because <laughs> we just talked about Doug sleeping the whole time. We, we covered some good stuff in that podcast. <laughs> no, we did. We did. And, and what, well, that's what kind of made it a we little did. more funny because we were so serious about it. And we were, getting, so serious. And we were going deep. We're going deep. Like, yep. I think we we're talking like entry and exit strategies and like pressure and sleepyhead shows up. I was, and, I was in a deep sleep. And Austin nudges me and I'm like, what's going yeah. on? Like, cause why I, are you interrupting me? If, if I can't figure out what's going on instead of trying to like move around it, especially while it's being videoed, I, I just feel like you're better off being like, what's up? What's going on? Like what's, what's happening? And then, Chandler goes like this, and I'm like, "You fall asleep, Doug? We're talking whitetails here." <laughs> what, exactly. What? what? <laughs> no. Are you sleeping? No. <laughs> so the whole joke has been like, "Why'd you have to nudge Kurt? Why couldn't you have just nudge me and wake me up and everything?" All I did, yeah, all I do is that, nudge that me. wouldn't have been nearly as good. Ah. No, it would have been probably more embarrassing. I was so embarrassed for you, Doug. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> it, was, it was actually awkward for the guy. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to get chastised. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, oh, yeah. I was embarrassed for him because I felt that he felt that he wasn't interesting to you. I was just embarrassed. I was. I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> okay. and I really thought I had it. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Could've I mean, been. we could have not said anything and not woke him up and yeah. just drew something on his face. Yeah, and moved on. Next time that happens, Doug. Yeah, we're Whoa. just gonna finish the episode and just leave. So when you wake up, everyone gone. <laughs> FYI, Doug, I have a sharpie in my truck, twenty four seven. Oh boy. So we'll have to keep a pass. Just that. dangling from your mic stand yeah. when Greg's around. 
Apparently, it bores you to sleep. There hey. you go. Let's we'll talk whitetails, boys. Got one in my pocket. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> We're ready. I think it's getting that there time of year. Everybody's starting to get fired up and getting that itch. Mm-hmm. July 4th happens, and then a huge shift in attitude and mindset. I change it yeah. from my perspective anyway. 100%. You get that um, first picture from your buddy of a 170. You're like, okay, I need to be out doing some shit. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. yeah. Here comes some antlers. Yep. You know, where, yeah. where are you guys at right now? I mean, coming in mid to late summer. I mean, what's the mindset? So let's just kind of start there. What's everybody feeling? How are we thinking? Like, are you getting in the woods now? Are you holding off still? What, what's well, we going just on? did a bunch of blinds, relocated a bunch of blinds and new sets. We got some access to a, a farm that we've had for two years now. And um, we talk about it all the time is access is everything. You know, access, entry and exit is everything. And when we find <clears throat> new um, access, this particular farm, there will be something dead if not this fall and next fall it just completely changes everything and so we uh got new blinds set up uh uh, we did what 12 13 yeah 12 yep 12 uh last week and then um cameras will go out next week and we we usually don't start till the end of july because of we're running so many of them of batteries and cards and Mm -hmm. right it's just to go early july it's not really worth it you know right um it's a lot of time and energy and so forth and then uh finish off the plots and so our goal is to be done you know that that latter part of july first part of august and then we're heavy working on our setups you know down in the bows hardcore um if not daily every other day Mm -hmm. and then we leave on the 29th i believe or 30th of august i can look at the calendar but i'm close um, to head west. Where are you going? Uh, we're going out to Colorado, a small town called Stonewall, Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's really just a it's a grocery store, hotel, slash general store, slash gas station. That's it. What you like. Which is amazing. And the country there is nothing short of beautiful. And I'll probably try to pass you guys. I leave the 29th for Wyoming. Nice. So I'll, be, I'll do one of these. Perfect. <laughs> Number one fan. I love it. I won't do that. And uh, I'll do one of these. Perfect. How's that? Love it. I so, did it for the joke, and then I felt bad. So, but still, Doug <laughs> fell asleep on you. So I'm always bad. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Jesus. So we'll be chasing uh, elk and mule deer out there. Awesome. Um, for seven days, and hopefully Killer. we'll tip over both. Hopefully that'd be cool. Nice. We that'd did cool. the scouting trip last year, and that's how we found the place. And it is. I'd, it's Disneyland. I don't know how else to how to explain it. I've never seen anything like it. That's cool yeah. to be in an area where you can chase both at the same time. That's kind of hard to come by. Yeah, very rare. Yep, very. Yeah. Well, hopefully we got a podcast after that trip. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's setting up to be amazing. Hey, listen, this table's long enough. We could put a big elk rack in the center of this. Bitch. God, oh, there you go. I hope so. The mule, the mule, the mule, mule deer that we saw. Casey can jump in. Was I mean I. I've seen a lot over my years, but nothing like that. Well, no, never. really? Never. I've yeah, seen some big antlers. The trip feels like, you know when you got a deer on trail camera like every day and you just know when you go in there you're going to have an encounter with him? Mm-hmm. It's hard to have that feeling when you go on a kind of a destination or an out west trip. You so really far don't know away. what you're going to get into. Yep. You know it's going to be a lot of work and stuff, but I feel like you know this trip coming up is like the anticipation super high just because we got to look at it last year and know we know kind of what's out there. So. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. For That's sure. exciting. The old I like saying the is, you know, the old uh, homework always pays off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that Casey and I really spend a lot of time doing. Mm-hmm. That's is, why I didn't do good in high school. <laughs> you know, 
paying that, <laughs> doing that homework, and it may not pay off this year, but it's going to pay off next year or the following year. Yeah, it always sure. does. Definitely. You know, I think we talked about it last last uh, time we we're on was even though we may not harvest something, we're going to harvest information every time mm-hmm. we're sitting. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're getting something out of it. You're not going for nothing. No, no. Yeah. We don't go for entertainment. Well, so back at sorry, I've been cut you no, off. Go ahead. Back home in the Whitetail Woods, you say like moving those blinds, like twelve blinds or whatever, and then next week getting the cameras. Is there any concern of like twelve blinds is a lot of blinds of like the pressure right now when it comes to that thing for the weekend or whatever it may be, or for two weekends, like the weekends doing that, and then the weekend after doing your cameras? Are, are you guys concerned at all about maybe bumping a deer and maybe rearranging his thought process or an area at all? At, I think it's always a concern, but you have to do it. Yeah, right. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, we're not going to go, you know, our whole goal is to get it done no later than the first week of of August. Let things settle back and down. Give it plus or minus, you know, because we always leave right around that early September. Mm-hmm. And in Iowa, it opens October 1st. In Missouri, mm-hmm. September 15th, depending on the year, but usually mid-September. So, you know, we're we're giving that stuff a good six weeks to five weeks of rest. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. not pulling your hair out about bumping a deer on in the next property in velvet or anything like that? Not too much. And one little piece of advice I would say is we keep the tractor running mm. the whole time mm. and we keep our voices down. Yeah. So, I point. mean, you have that diesel engine cranking. Yeah. You're in there and you're kind of just moving around. And, I mean, especially in southern Iowa, they're dealing with that type of noise on a pretty consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. we do a lot of that, which is really easy. So. For as far as the blind movement and that stuff, and I do the same thing when we're hanging tra- trail cameras, is yeah. just zip in there with the tractor, and uh, and that's kind of the protocol. Or we the follow. truck, and, leave yeah. the, and we always use a diesel truck, and yep. leave the diesel running. Interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I always feel, just in general, when I go to the woods, I try to like keep my voice. I don't know. I, like Taylor and I went to the woods. I, even we're on my ranger, you know, and it's idling. We're just kind of, we're not talking, we're not killing anything, we're not yelling at each other. But that's, I feel like, instinct from having some experience. I don't know if oh, I'm yeah. consciously thinking, like, you know, I'm going to talk like this because I... It's just I, one of those things when you're in the woods, like, you just want to yeah. habit to whisper. Yeah, that's how you talk. I kind of find that, like, when I do go mushroom hunting with, like, my wife and stuff, that I'll oh, yeah. kind of talk soft. Sure. And I'm like... Whisper TV. Yeah. My wife called it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, I've been with guys in the woods that were a little inexperienced, and um, I shot a doe. He helped me pull out a doe, and he, he he's a newer bow hunter. He's hunted, but not sure. bow hunted. And he like yelled in the woods, and I was like, "Hey, hey, like, let's not do that." And he, and he was kind of like, "What do you mean? Like, yes. why?" And I was kind of like, "Well, that's." And then I had to like explain it, and then I felt dumb for having to <laughs> try to explain it. Yeah, do you know right. what I mean? I was like, "Well, okay, it seems silly." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I felt weird in the moment, and then I kind of felt like a dick because I was like, "Hey, no, don't yell." Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was out of line a little, but it, I, it's just the vibe I have when I go to the woods, but. No. And I think, too, like Greg and I talked early in the week about a few spots that we were paying extra attention to in particular. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we moved and relocated and repositioned or put out a dozen blinds. And three or four of them are really important blinds to us this upcoming fall. Those we did a little bit differently. I'll admit to that. I mean, it was like in and out. We had a plan. It was already cut out. All the brush was cleared. It was just, you know, in and out with the blind and drop it and get out of there so yeah, yeah. are these ground blinds or are they like tower blinds they're anywhere from what uh two or ten feet off and the other ones are eight yeah oh, nice. isn't yeah. that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Very, two foot no eight eight foot oh, and ten it? foot two foot difference oh okay. i got you i got you yeah. i was like no oh, i'm 
depends the situation, I guess. I was just wondering what you meant, but no, I, I was always curious about like the summer pressure. Cause I go through my own mindset of like, shit, I got to mow a path. I got to go yeah. in and mow down and spray still yeah. the summer for my fall plot and do, yeah. you know, that's coming up in the next, you know, couple weeks. by the time this airs that I've already hopefully had done all that and everything went smooth, but, uh, knock on a new table. Um, but I, that's just in my head, you know, you get trail cam pictures of big mature bucks in velvet and you're hopeful, but then, you know, you still have to go right where they're, you think they're oh, probably yeah. bedded or close yeah. to where they're bedded. And I'm just, I wonder if I'm overly, I'm over stressing or overthinking that situation. Well, I don't think you are to a certain degree. I mean, I wouldn't walk into a timber line with your wrong wind and cast your, like if you, if you have a, if you need a north wind to hunt your tree stand and you're going to go and hang a set or you're going to go put a trail camera by it i wouldn't go in there on a south wind mm-hmm. and throw your wind completely over your honey hole yeah i'd wait for right. a north wind to go hang your set and do your trail camera for sure i would do that yeah what about if i rode my de- little diesel tractor out there and kept it idling while i hung my stand as long you, as you got the right wind even on a good wind you'd still i would still hold it back unless you got the right wind i wouldn't go in there it's yeah i mean it's it's levels of disturbance right like if a, if a deer hears you they'll bump off if they hear you and see you and smell you, that that type of flight is like different. Yeah, Way different. I mean, it's you're talking about a mile versus right. a couple hundred yards where he's like, "Oh, what was that?" Mm-hmm. Type of deal. If you ever notice when you're in a tractor or in a vehicle and you're in the farming scenario, they never do anything until you get out of the truck or mm-hmm. out of the tractor or right. get fifty or you know forty feet from the vehicle or tractor. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they go from from being calm to full alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're in those vehicles and you're doing slow and steady, they just kind of leave you alone. They just stand there. Well, it gives them time to hear that approaching. Bill Winkie would fire up a chainsaw and let the deer know that he's coming in before he came in, Uh, whether it's a tractor, pickup, four-wheeler, whatever. Come in with something, making some noise, gradually gets closer, lets those deer become alert before you get in the area, and then they're not like fully on, you know, they're not fully surprised at the time of whenever you get close to them. Right. right. It's amazing how tight they'll stay on their beds. Yeah, I mean, they're holding to that for a reason, yeah. right? If they so. can hear you coming in, it's amazing how tight they'll stick to that bed. And yeah. When it's that time of year, you know, usually it's 85 to 95, 97 degrees. <laughs> right. right. They don't want to move. Right. Wow. You know, I don't unless you, yeah, no, I don't unless you really force them out, mm-hmm, you know, right. and you don't cast the wind yeah. over them, you're fine. Yeah. The pressure thing is always, I feel, overlooked, but then I wonder sometimes if I stress too hard over it. Like It's always in the back of your mind. Well, yeah, this, sure. this time of year is fine. You know, you have time to let things air out before season gets in. Mm-hmm. Like but, you said, you have to do the work. Yeah, I wouldn't be in there the middle of September messing around. No. Yeah. No, there, there's some times of the years where we're like, God, we didn't get to this A, B, C, or D. Like, it's going to have to wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it is what it oh, is. At it this is point. what it is at this point. Right. I'm not going in there. It's too late. We don't, we can't give them a month worth of rest. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll just put on the list for next year and take it. It is what it is. If, mm-hmm. Say, do you guys run any cameras that are non cell cams? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How often do you check them? Well, the first soak will put them out for what, five weeks? Yeah, usually. Five to six weeks. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll check them right, you know, before prior to the season, kind of get an inventory on what's going on. Yeah. Then after that, we try not to check them unless we hunt that location, mm-hmm. right, unless you're going in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if possible. I mean, we'll. There's sometimes we're like, if we're struggling to pick up a specific deer, we're like, we have to check this camera. We'll right. just wait for the right wind and slip in like we were going to hunt it and pull the card. But we try not to. Mm-hmm. We know? always try to check cameras 
to and from the set we're going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we always try to. Because you're going that way anyway. We're yeah. going that way anyway. We always have cards. And then, you know, we check them. When and we there's no back. sense to going in there and boogering it up if you're not no. going to hunt it. You know, just, no. Right. We, we already know who's there. Right. Right. Because we've already done the homework. Now we're going in. We're going to pick it up on the way in and way out, depending on how, how early or late we're getting there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll check it that night. So this kind of builds in to the next type of topic, you know, is right now there's guys, either you knew a buck from a previous season or you have trail cam pictures of this season on a buck you think you want to kill. And so say we'll just go with, like, targeting that specific deer. I mean, are you doing certain things differently if you know there's one mature buck in a certain location? Does does pressure change from what you normally would have done? Like, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? And if you have a deer kind of that you're wanting down. to kill a specific buck this year, um, without giving too much of the details away, because I don't know what you got around your property, but can well, you give us some pr- details. Prime example is this new set. We just got new access from a neighboring property to give this new opportunity. Uh, there's a really good chance a slammer is going to fall. I mean, mm. really good chance. And we've been, it really, you know, let me just say this. Be nice to your fellow neighbor because you never know when something's an opportunity is going to arise. Mm-hmm. And this particular piece was hunted by another individual out of state who was not the nicest guy. And he was pretty much had enough. And he sought me out, believe it or not. And said, hey, I've heard good things about this guy. He seems friendly. He He's a local guy. He did his research. Uh, he found a mutual friend of myself and him and said, is this guy as nice as what I hear? And can you please call him on my behalf and have him call me? That's awesome. That's paid off dividends. And now yeah, we have wow. an access to a whole new part of our farm through him that it could be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So you just never know. Yeah. That's a season changer. It very well could be. Season changer, yeah. Very well could be. Yeah. I mean, it's an outstanding spot. And what you were saying about, like, targeting a deer in that area, mm-hmm. I mean, the number one first thing we do is figure out, okay, what are potential locations where we can harvest this deer mm-hmm. and then go in. And we are the, the second step we immediately do is, is to hang trail cameras on food sources that border what we believe to be his core area. Right. The only reason I mean I'm saying food sources is because you can access those without running into them, obviously. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what we do. I mean, we try to almost surround them with trail cameras in that aspect without being too intrusive. And then if we can start picking them up in a regular location on one of those, then we kind of, Kind of see which way he's going. Yeah, and try to yeah. figure out, you know, kind of plan. They don't always get on a pattern, you know. They yeah. don't, but, well, but if, we could talk about triple or triple play yeah. this past fall. I mean, we had two cameras, and 75% of the time it was going north, and 25% of the time it was going south. And so we, you know, looked at all the data that he was giving us, and we went in on October 1st of this past fall, fall of 20, and we killed him on the very first sit on October 1st. And that's purely, and that was a 233-inch whitetail. Why? Jeez. Because you did your homework. Yeah. Because we did our homework. Take, and, take you know, notes, we, we, uh, <laughs> we stressed over that yeah. whole situation coming back from uh, New Mexico and Colorado, our out west trips. We had a uh, 16-, 18-hour drive home. And that was our number one focus, was that deer. That was our season. It was mm-hmm. him or bust. And that deer lived smack dab in the middle of our farm. I mean, you take our farm and you drop a pin and say, dead middle, he is dead middle. The worst possible access for us. The best place for him to live. Yeah. 
And he's a smart. He's smart. Well, that's how you get two thirty three, right? Right. Yeah. No kidding. And, and um, so all the way home, we, we were pulling up aerials, and and Casey and I just worked it all the way home, and we're like, you know what? We're going to have to basically throw an atomic bomb on half our farm to get to him. Uh, we had to walk through a bean field, and then we figured out we'll just take a creek that's was probably what, uh, what half mile? Yeah, half mile. Yeah, I would say half mile to the, through the creek, and then that creek was going to dump into our set. And on the way in was fine, right? Because there's nobody out in the bean fields. But on the way out, we knew on the way out we're just going to blow blow deer all over the place. Yeah, yep. But we. The trail camera said 75 to 80 percent he was going to this section and 25 percent he was going to this side so we said we took the odds and said we're going to go october 1st it was a 22 23 24 5 degree drop in temp on october 1st you know like if there's a day to do it let's do it yeah. and we debated all the way home of like you know if we go down this path we're basically throwing caution to the rent for the west of our season mm-hmm. yep. because we're going to blow out half of our farm yeah sometimes that's a risk you gotta take though well, you do, you know, at some point Paid you got to make, you gotta <laughs> yeah. make those calculations and yeah. go, you know, is it worth it or not? And I said, well, if, if it's not now, then when is it going to be? Right. And so. Because like last year too, it was real cold the beginning of October and then it got. November it got sucked. In, October was in, awesome. Into the nineties yeah. again. In yeah. November. October, October was the best October I can remember. Right. And the last November was the worst November I can remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that all worked out. So mm-hmm. we went in there and. It was just magic, man. We saw a 140 class four year old right at what four o'clock or something like that. It was early, yep. and we both looked at it and just this is going to be magical. <laughs> and it was absurd. Are you absurd. up cruising on October first at four o'clock? You still got what four more hours yeah. of light left? It was nuts. <laughs> yeah, so it all panned out. It came in at twenty two, twenty one yards, and Matthews did the rest of the story. Yeah, it's cool to make that game that call on the game plan on the first day, mm-hmm. you know, because you just don't think about that typically on a typical year. It's not what happens. Normally, no. it's miserable. No, you know, you're not yeah, eighty-five, ninety degrees usually. Yeah, yeah. a lot of times, like I, I still go, and I know you guys are probably call me an idiot, but I'm sure I know Eric. You can do the same thing just yep. to get that opening season tradition out oh, there, you yeah. know. Um, go on opening day, you got to go. But you're not Try going to dough. But you're not going to the spot like where you wouldn't kill that deer. You're not no. going to a spot no. like that. You're going to a real easy spot. Well, I don't know if you got you guys probably are like not worth it at all. But I, I like to go as like a tradition. So I'll go like a spot I can get to and get out of there really really fast, like a field edge or something. Yeah, really low pressure. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going into the spot that I'm like this is where I'm going to kill the one October 25th sure. unless know, it but, drops 27 degrees and it's different, right? Yeah. It's rare. I mean, like you said, you don't remember an October that good. No. So no. it's like the likelihood of it happening again. I mean, it could happen, but it's not likely again. No. No. So, well, uh, Don Jensen, she shot a 180. Was it 180? Yeah, something there. 180s, 188 or something like that? Yeah. The same there, night? Yeah, there was a lot of success going around that area yeah. of Iowa for sure. There was a guy fairly local to us. West of us, I don't know, 15 miles or so that killed uh, 200 and I don't know if you guys probably don't remember as much. because It was low 200s. Low 200s on opening morning. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just an absolute stud. That's really rare. Yeah. Morning. In the morning. That's really odd. On well, October 1st. It's funny that you say that because actually if you watch the episode of Greg's 233, the show on there, we had we had got his picture that morning, the morning we did. of. And I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was like eight thirty or it was. Oh, really? O'clock. It was. Wow. 
So once we got that, we're like, all right. So he's better close. You could have shot him we that morning. Yeah. Yeah. He was, that's insane. Who knows? First morning this be done. <laughs> when were you guys? insane, though. It, it, you know, assuming normal circumstances, when's like the first time you'll be like, all right, it's time to start looking at mornings? I would say, was it 22nd, 23rd, 24th, depending on weather? You know, mm-hmm. um, we'll stay back in Wisconsin until we see that weather um, start shifting. Um, you know, I always said if if you chase the weather of, call it mid-50s, to the lows of high 20s, low 30s, that's that perfect thing, mm-hmm. that perfect window. And we usually don't see that. We usually schedule to leave Wisconsin usually 22nd, 23rd, 24th, depending on the weather. Yeah. And sometimes we pull it back if the weather's too hot. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because all you're doing is just you're burning your spots, and all you're doing is educating the, the whitetails anyway. So um, I just don't like wasting that time. And you're burning kitchen passes, and we all know how valuable those are. Right. <laughs> so I don't like doing that. Why hurt yourself? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. So if you're yeah. going to maximize and maximize the best days, and we're we're killing more deer that last week of October lately in the last four or five years than I have in the last 10. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, we used to really focus on the third through the ninth, and now we're really focused on that 25th to the 1st. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're still a little patternable almost at that point, but they're starting to cruise, right? So the, they're not in the condition where they're running their heads off all yeah. helter-skelter. But right. but they're but, up moving around and kind of... Yeah, they're checking. So yeah. it's like if you get the right weather front, now if it's the 22nd and it's above average temps, we won't go. But if it's, you know, and then we'll just put it off until the temperatures are right. Mm-hmm. We were talking on the way down here about, you know, you can just tell different areas and different farms. When it's going on, we have a few spots where we'll go in and be like, it is on. We yeah. need to be in the woods everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go to that same spot three days later and it'll be like dead. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you go on the farm. Once you figure out that it's, you know, the ebb and flow of the rut is occurring and you're just right. saying, what's, what, you know, is it, is it on a downslope or is it, is the movement picking up? Yeah. Is, and another thing that we've learned over the years, and we're, we're lucky enough to hunt the same farms now. I've been hunting the same farms for, I'm shooting a stick here. I'm going to say 15, 16, maybe 17 years. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I'm, I'm close, but like, some of the farms I know that come November 9th, it's every day come the 9th, it's lockdown, meaning I might get the 9th, 10th, or 11, but there's always one or two does that that pop in that period. Mm-hmm. If you remember Major League back in 17, he was not locked down until he, either he locked down on the 8th or the 9th. Yeah. We don't know because we saw him on the 7th and mm-hmm. he was not locked down. So we locked down. We did not see him on the 8th and we killed him on the 9th. And that's exactly how that farm reads, is plus or minus the ninth, those big mature bucks start getting locked down. Mm -hmm. So we work back from that. If someone doesn't know what lockdown is or they've never heard that term, how would you explain it? Basically, once they lock down to a doe and one's in heat, they're not going to leave them. They're waiting for her to be like, all right, right. let's let's do this thing. They're not going to leave her until they're done. Before they move on. Yeah. Yeah. Like Correct. Doug normally does. Yeah. That's why this table's so sturdy. <laughs> Doug's always in lockdown. Yeah. No, I'm not. He's just waiting. I designed it for Doug. <laughs> I'm always cruising. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like, and I don't know if it seems extra dead in November when that happens, or you have expectations of seeing deer in November. So then you're like, there's nothing going on when really it's, 
yeah, does that make sense? Kind of yeah. like your expectations are to see a lot of movement and then you go out there and it feels good and it feels right and everything's crisp and it's beautiful November, you know, or sweet November as Mark says. And then it's just like crickets. Yeah. Don't see Well, that's shit. why last year's November was so bad because the rut actually happened. We just didn't see it mm-hmm. right. because it was happening at night because the temperatures are so dang hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were doing it all running around, you know, with their heads cut off at night yeah. and we would go out and sit. I'm like, this is a waste. We actually pulled steaks yeah. and we left. And came back on the 12th or 13th. There was like six or seven days we left. We pulled stakes. We looked at forecasting. Oh, this is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are we pulling out of this in early November? Because if I remember right, That's it, was like crazy. The, it was like in the 80s, wasn't it? Was it was nuts. It was hot. I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. Yeah. So it's happening, but it's not happening during daylight. It's right. all happening at night when it cools off. Yeah. But I said, that doesn't do us What do you mean you pulled the state? You just didn't we go left. Home. You went home. You went, went home. home. Oh, went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I home, thought you were home. getting that. You, like, you left the state to go somewhere else. No, and we just went home. Around. I'm like, this is a waste of time. And we waited, for, watched the weather, and then we went back, I don't know, six, seven days later. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It was like an eighth, like tenth or something. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't long before the Missouri rifle was coming in. Right. Hey, guys, what do you know? Another commercial. That's what you get for free content. But you got to think the people that support us are the same people that support you in the lifestyle we live here. Um, if you're hunting out of tree stands, especially small hanging bang setups or uh, whatever you want to call it, hanging hunt, whatever, um, a good seat, a comfortable seat pad is something that can keep you sitting for a long time when it matters most, especially on like them all day rut sits. Um, Definitely check into, if you need a replacement seat or you want to upgrade, the Thermoseat Infusion. It's the uh, the triple threat cushion that makes you more of a threat on the hunt. It's kind of kind of cool the way they put that. But if you're thinking about it, it's got a thermal barrier, a three-eighths three inch layer of soft tech, closed cell foam for maximum heat retention, a.k.a. your butt is warm. I like that a lot. A comfort barrier, an inch and five-eighths of premium furniture-grade urethane Comfortech foam. Man, they got all the fancy terminology. You're comfortable, you're warm, and an earth barrier, a one-inch layer of rigid closed-cell foam that protects your backside from the cold, wet ground. I like that, too. Love it. Thermoseat, check them out. Thermoseat.com, code WCTS. We kept saying every day, we've just checked whether we leave. No, 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 no. And I think we planned to, we planned to come back three days. Yep. It ended up being like six or seven. Yeah, because just the weather, weather wasn't moving. Weather wasn't right. That's a painful thing to have to do, like in the most beautiful <laughs> yeah, right? time to be hunting. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's painful like, to make that you, call. You work all year long for that, call it month. <laughs> you know, the twentieth of October through the twentieth of November, mm-hmm. and then Mother Nature throws a. Yeah. I mean, there was a 233 dead already, so it wasn't that painful. Right, you, guys are, you guys are kicking at it. Anyway. Yeah. You guys are looking for excuses to get back and drink a beer. <laughs> You're like, ah, man, it's a little breezy out. It's like yeah. a four mile an hour one. It's like, let's head back to the house and get a it's get cut a off beer. 65 degrees. It's 67. We better go. Yeah, yeah. You know, tr- truth be said, Casey's right, but we, we truly love getting out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After we do, uh, you know, the next day we did a whole day of production on the 233. And then after that, you know, we didn't sleep that night um, for How obvious reasons. And then we got the production done. And I'm like, you know what? Are you ready? And he's like, yeah, let's do this. I yeah. mean, we're just like everybody else. So right, you're oh, back, yeah. right back in the we, group. We want to get back in the group just as much as the next guy. So Can I ask you a question? You answer it honestly. Sure. How drunk did you get the night you killed that buck? You know what? I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I had a few. Um but it was such a surreal situation. That, I, I get that, yeah. You know, and and my phone 
blew up like you can't oh, imagine. <laughs> it was a full time job just keeping up with. I can imagine that a boy, you know, hell of a job. Can't I believe honestly, it. Unbelievable. I'd probably tell the homies, which are pretty much sitting in this room right here. And I'd probably shut my phone off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. Guys I haven't heard from for 15, 20 like when the years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, I'm like, I, so many numbers, I have to go to the contacts to look at who is this guy. Just right. the, the name would reach come up, up. But right. I was like, who is this guy? And I go, oh, my God, I'm talking to that guy in 15 years. Right. It's funny. Well, the thing about it, we didn't, we didn't recover that deer until relatively late at That's night. That's true. Because uh, Mark... Uh, Drury and Coon Dog, and um, they were all along on the track, and we were able to recover the deer, and it was all great. And then we kind of got done, and Greg and I just took a breath back at the cabin, you know, and had a drink or two, but like it was late. Yeah. And then, you know, we were up at six. Yeah, because we're going to now film the hero shot, and then Mark was coming over to do his deer. What was uh, it? Facebook Live. Facebook Live on the harvest and all that stuff. So, like, from the production side, that stuff doesn't really take a break, right? You know, True. Once yeah, twenty four seven, your real job, the real important side of the job comes out because you were yeah. the important part was. I mean, one, we're not doing it for just a job, but you were successful in what you care about. Then you do it. Now you have to capitalize on. We did it. Now we have to make sure it's like you got to tell a story, someone yes. immortalized in the production. I guess right. does that make does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, exactly. And it's like you know, so the whole next day is. A lot of times when we kill a really good one, you know, it's a lot of the next day is kind of shot to mm-hmm. making sure you have everything. Did we forget everything? Rewatch all the footage and then like, hey, we're missing this, you know. Type so you're deal. like full production mode at that point. Yeah. 100%. Yep. And, yep. and you got to remember the golden hours of photography is the first two and the last two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. so you don't want to miss those. It's all that and lighting. So, that's right. Yep. And so even though we had a long night, I don't know if we slept a couple hours and then we were right back up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't miss that time. That's the best though. That is a best. Oh, it is. But it, you know, it's it was nice to go to bed that following night because we were we were really on empty. I mean, we we're it's, on always, it's always like I'm sure. Like I hit my alarm eighteen times on when yeah. I got to go to work, but when it's hunting time, just it's crazy up. how that works, isn't it? I'm up before the alarm goes off. <laughs> You're up and out the door. Yeah. Did, did you have to kind of like pinch yourself a little bit of like live in the moment type deal? You know, it's. And, and I don't want to sound cocky and I don't want to sound arrogant at all on this, but, you know, when we first hit the 203 and 17, you know, I, I told Casey, we better live that up pretty hard. And we did that night because it would never happen again. And then we shot a, uh, a 239 and a 194 and then a 233. And he looked at me <laughs> on the 233 and goes, so is this ever going to happen again? Um, and, you know, it's a joke between us, the, the both of us, but at some point this run's going to stop. I mean, it's very unrealistic to think that we're going to tip over. It's like being the champ in the UFC. Uh, sooner or later, you just can't be the champ forever. No, you can't. Sooner or later, you're just going to be standing there, and your leg's going to snap into a million pieces. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn, the reference is so real. Yeah, yeah exactly. Legs are breaking, yeah. Yeah, snap. So we, we, snap. Try, we try to live up in the moment the best we can, but to be honest with you, we're so dedicated to bringing the outdoors to uh, DOD and the Outdoor Channel and to the public that sometimes that does get lost. And that's just Mm -hmm. being really candid honest with you because Casey and I are very driven to do the best that we can behind the camera, in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And you only have certain windows of time to do that. Right. And um, so it's – I I wouldn't trade it for the world because, I mean, when you look at what Casey's done behind the camera – and, and the stuff he's laying down, I mean, he's truly telling the story. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just happen to be the guy behind the bow. And without his execution at the level that he's doing, which is second to none, um, 
we wouldn't be able to go back and relive it either. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's the cool part. So we critique ourselves and we watch it and we look at things that we never thought happened. Mm-hmm. You know, we should do this differently or we learn and we adjust going the next year. Yeah. And we're, we're probably our worst critics. Right. That's good, though. That is good. That's. Uh, I think so. I think it's good because if you're like, we're the best, you know, and you got this going, <laughs> yeah. then it's just, that sucks. And then nobody likes you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think on the way down, we were talking, too, about, like, we'll go back and look at, like, how hard you were cripping down on the yeah. rise of your bow oh, yeah. when you're shooting. From like, the oh, moment. Yeah. And all yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, you know, I need to relax when you're yeah. sitting there to make a better shot and things like that. Or I should have waited for the deer to turn a little further and all that stuff. That's that's the beauty of It's funny you bring it. that up because we did a podcast. It was just Doug and I and Mark. Yeah. Um, we did a podcast. Well, I mean, by the time this airs a couple of weeks ago with Mark Drury, and it's, it was all about the mental game. Yeah. You know, it, it goes to like, yeah, are you full-blown gripping the hell out of your bow because of the moment and basically slow it down is what Mark would say. Like, you know, think about what you're doing, like what you practice. And it was like the build-up. It wasn't really about deer. It was about basically getting your your body and your mind ready for season. But, yeah, like the heat of the moment type stuff, I'm oh, yeah. sure you, filming it, you get to see a lot of things you didn't realize you did uh, mentally or physically an intense moment at a 230 whatever yeah. the hell buck it doesn't matter at this point you know a, a super 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 giant will make a guy do some weird shit well i think you can shoot 100 arrows a day and i don't give a shit there's a 230 yeah. inch in front of you Dude, 160 all that's going out your window i would not want to see a video of me with 230 oh, 20 no. yards <laughs> yeah I, you can't look at antlers at that point you'd go oh, and then you, you think about where you're putting an antler no, you or putting an arrow so yeah i can't even speak right thinking about it <laughs> yeah once you identify them you you just you just disregard it. Just, just focus on the you're spot. You're looking at that rib cage. That's focus all you're on looking what at. you got to do yeah. and, and let Casey do his thing, and he leaves me alone. We kind of go to our own little mindsets and yeah. rely on each other to, to do the best that we can. And, you know, this particular case, which I got blown up a lot on social media, was this deer was 22 yards away, and he was walking, and I shot him. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't running. He was a slow, steady walk. Mm-hmm. You get the thing, why didn't you stop him? Why didn't you stop him? And there's right. a reason for that, and that is – for years, um, I had bad experiences of grunting at deer inside of 30 yards, meaning they would come out of their skin and they would run to the next county. And so early on in my bowling career, I lost a few 140s and it was a 160 that really taught me the lesson. And um, I told myself I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to put the time in behind the bow all summer long that I felt confident that I put it in there and it zipped yeah. him perfect mm-hmm. um we backed out and gave him time because um obvious like, reasons right to 239 uh, yeah <laughs> we did not want to push him at all we want to make sure he was dead dead mm-hmm. i mean and we generally always do unless we, do. we see him laying there with the tongue out yeah. 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 unless we see him fall it's always easy to have doubt until yep. you see him yep yep yeah and, well, so, and, and you know that's a smart play yeah yeah and that's when you get no sleep yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. But the beauty no thing of, of laying it down with camera, we get to go back and play it over and exactly. over and yeah, over and right. over and over. And right. then we can really build confidence or have lack of confidence. The average guy is going home and maybe cracking a cold one and be like, yeah. what I do? Did I do that right? I don't know what the hell I did. You know, the average experienced hunter is doing that. Right. Well, but that's where deer cast comes in place and that's deer a track. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go on there and pull the anatomy of the deer, drop the pin on mm-hmm. where he is, look at the angle. And it peels back the anatomy and go, okay. And it tells you, do I wait three hours, five hours, 10 hours, right. 24 hours, whatever. <laughs> then you got your buddy asking 20 questions. 
Yeah. yeah. Where, where's, how far was it? Where'd you hit him at? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Where'd he go? Yeah. Deercast takes it all away. Or deer, Deercast, Deer Track inside of Deercast mm-hmm. takes it all away. It's your expert buddy that can give you clips of examples of shots like that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can literally watch yeah. deer get hit in that spot yeah. and then be like, yeah, it was, yeah, that's about where it was, and do that. That's, I mean, I did. You, you seriously have Mark and Terry in your back pocket. That's mm-hmm. the only way to explain yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, actually. It, it is. No, it is for twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's virtually free. Yeah, it's a good deal. I mean, Deercast Track makes that whole app. If if you don't use anything else, it's worth yeah, it. Really, just that deer, alone. Deercast itself. I Not mean, to discredit the rest the whole, of the app because it's right. awesome, but I mean, that one thing when you need it. It's there. You well, prime example, right? So that we're, we're actually going to talk with Casey about deer track. Peep, peep the next episode. Yeah, with the uh, with the dog tracking a dog. You know, those guys charge. Help me out, Casey. Five hundred to fifteen hundred. Yeah, it just depends on you know the area you're in, but how experienced you are and how mm-hmm. you know how reputable your dog is and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, you, the, you look at the cost of that. Um, and is he available to come? <laughs> right. For, and okay. then when? That's probably a big and, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. And then is it legal in the state that you are? Right. That's another issue. Cause now I know not, you guys are in Iowa. But. Yeah. But uh-huh. we'll, we'll break all this down. This <laughs> yeah. Not in the next episode. We'll, we'll break it all down. But my point being is for those of you who don't have those tools, you have 20 bucks and you have a tool that's in your pocket. Because mm-hmm. right? you can... Yeah. Tra- Oh, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah. yeah. See, it's, we're excited. I'm already, I'm already thinking about questions. Yeah. But there you go. The one thing you said at the beginning that you are right is it's incredibly hard to remember exactly where the yes. arrow impacted, what angle yes. the deer was at, yeah, which way it ran, what did it, what was his body language, you know, that all that stuff is like, it's in a split second that you were yeah. released the arrow and shooting. It happens so fast. It's like it's easy I mean, to have a foggy brain, like, because, I mean, really, it's hard to prepare for. You sit in a tree stand for hours sometimes and then you're kind of you go in and out of like you try to be as aware and conscious of everything going on but you kind of go in and out of like looking and the next thing you know you're staring at a you know walnut and you're kind of spacing about life and then you're like i need to get back into it and get in the zone i mean it it happens it happens to the best of us we try not to let it happen but then when you're like sitting there and then you look over and you're like oh shit i've been thinking about this for a year and it's right here now. Now what are you going to do? Right. And then you got to grab your bow and get ready and all, all that. that I mean, that's, that's a lot of pressure to throw in somebody in a moment that you might not. You think you're ready, but are you like 100% yeah. Well, I think it goes ready? back to what you were talking. You said you had a podcast with Mark a few weeks ago about yeah. the mental aspect of the game. And I had a college coach, a uh, baseball coach, who told me years ago, who said, you know, your mental game is only as good as the practice you put in. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you practice a lot, seriously practice in the, in a very serious way, your muscle memory will take over when your mind doesn't. Yeah. Because it's going to go back to what's comfortable mm-hmm. and what you've been doing. So it always seems to, in my opinion, expose yourself to those who have put the time in and those who haven't. Because yeah. Especially in the physical shooting side of the thing. 100%. Yep. Because, you don't want to know how I practice the mental side of that? I have my wife talk to me, and then I like I purposely don't listen, and then try to jump back in the conversation, and see how mentally. Oh, you do that on purpose. Yeah, you know it's a test for myself, and I like to see if she can pick it out. Yeah, or she, not. she probably loves that. Yeah, she. It's her favorite thing. That I do. <laughs> That's a pro tip. It's a pro tip. Test test your mental. It'll help you. It'll help your shooting. Yeah, just don't listen to your wife talk as she talks at you for ten minutes, and then try and answer a question that you don't know if she asked it or not. Wait, I think I practice that too. What's Shit. up? <laughs> I think tip. that the whole bow hunting game is more mental than physical. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Because in the moment of truth, 
I mean, we all, and, and, and if you don't, then the sport's not for you. Right. Yeah. We all come out of our skin mentally mm-hmm. and you look at your body and you're shaking and, and all that type of stuff. And it, it, the guys who can truly consistently do it, they're more mentally mm-hmm. in it than the guys who are not. I'm not saying they're better or worse. They just have a more mental game. The right? only thing I can compare it to is being in a fist fight. Like that's how much. it's like the frantic, your brain's working in a weird way that you're like, you're rarely in that situation. So when you're in it, you're like, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's like almost like your brain's ahead of your body, but then you have to like slow them down to meet each other on the line. So they're both going with tra- and they're tracking to get, I don't know. See, for me, it's like drag racing, man. Like when them lights, them two yeah. bulbs hit and then lights are going down. It's like slow motion. Anticipated dong. adrenaline is kind of like makes it, it worse. Dong, and then you have to go. Yeah. yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, and it probably it's probably anticipated yeah, adrenaline, st- right? Like oh, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. I have that same adrenaline rush every time I get on the track. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is when you're when when you when it all happens, right? And you cut the arrow loose, and you hopefully hit the deer you're you're chasing. When you go back and you try to think of things, my memory is non-existent, kind of like blackout a little it, bit. It is, yeah, he's telling me things that I'm like, are you sure? And 99% of the time, <laughs> he's right and I'm wrong because I am so focused. Nothing's in my space but that moment and that task right. that I have to accomplish. Tunnel vision. Nothing else matters. And so he, even when he's behind the bow and I'm behind the camera, we, we laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to be that mentally. You, you flip side. You see everything he's doing. Oh you're yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, 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 something comical that I thought about. So for the first call it from age ten to you know twenty five, I hunted without a video camera. So, and you try to shoot a deer and recall what's happening. And now every time I shoot a deer, I turn to him. I was like, what it looked like. Right. <laughs> so right. like yeah. leading up to that to now when we do this. I mean, how many times did I hit a deer and was like, oh, I must hit him there, and, and I wasn't even close? Who right. knows? But I, I just yeah. noticed now that I'm always second-guessing or I don't quite exactly remember how it you know, how it exactly went down. Well, so. there's times, too, where i like, did I even look through the freaking peep? Like, yeah. Because I just, I'm in that same thing. I'm so focused. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, that's where your muscle memory hopefully just takes over and you did right. everything right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm 90% sure I did, but you're just so in that you're, moment. You're that, second guessing yourself because you don't know for sure. And exactly. Your brain does, it's almost like your brain's trying to protect you from the moment. Like a little bit. Well, like, it's so true because when you look back, when you have a bad shot, and I bring this up, not to park the bus on Mark Drury, but uh, <laughs> last night on 13. He doesn't listen to this podcast. No, no, no. You're fine. But last night on 13, he made a, a um, I'm going to guess it was 42 to 45, 46 yard shot. And, you know, Mark's a good shot. And he hit it in the back. Well, he took the uh, artery out of his back leg. Mm-hmm. That's what killed him. But it was not a good shot. I mean, Mark even called on camera. He said, hey, that's not me. That's a bad shot. Full responsibility. Mm-hmm. But then I was I was framing down his his uh, draw cycle, and he was clinching that riser like he was going to war. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was insane how hard. Because the adrenaline. But he goes, I, he looked at the camera and says, I don't know what I did wrong. That was a horrible shot. Mm-hmm. We all don't. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're so focused on the situation, you try to recap what you do. You honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. He actually talked about that on the, on on the, the podcast, podcast we did. Yeah, yeah. you he know said that's why he shot so right because he tied, he gripped it so tight. It like you, bring oh, you like, can see it. I watched it over and over last like, night. Put on the front of your riser grip to remind, like something sharp, not sharp, like 
Not like a razor blade. I thought, yeah, you could put a razor blade there to like, oh shit. But like to keep your, your grip. I mean, you we know. We were just talking about this on the way down, which is, you know, we, we, it we goes from to, this to this. Yeah, we, exactly. Mm-hmm. We sink it here and just let these sit. Yeah. And not do this and just let it sit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, more often than not, it's going to decrease the torque. Right. And when you watch him, that's the only thing I could come up with because Mark's a good shot mm-hmm. and he handles pressure well. He wouldn't be in the situation he wasn't. For him to shoot that bad, I was like, man, he had to torque that thing or something. And I broke down the film. I'm like, man, that's it. Mm-hmm. Look at his hand. Easy. I mean, that's probably the number one thing that throws people off in the moment, right? Is Those- you just tense and you just, you know. You, you think you got to aim that sucker and point it and yeah, point it. Really, point it really, really hold it down. Yeah. yeah. You got to really just yeah. be gentle and, and just do what you always do shooting out in the yard. I yeah, think my biggest problem is um, after the shot and where they go, I don't. I always, for some reason, like, I got so excited after it happens. Like, you hit him good, but I don't exactly know where he went. You're not, like, watching like, I'm around. The, yeah, I'm around yeah. the area, but yeah. if you don't have blood or something, like, did he go this way? I'm like, In a perfect I situation, know. I bury, like, my vision until I'm, like, landmark, landmark. And, yeah, you know, I try to remember the tree. That way, yeah. You know? Well, you know, the best thing is, you know, the, these point-of-view cameras now are, are incredibly good. Mm-hmm. And they're not all that expensive compared to what they used to be. Yeah. And yeah. if you have one camera on you, whether it's in a box blind or in a in a hanging tree stand, whatever, back at you, it's amazing what that will tell you when you go back and watch it. Because if you have the things we're talking about, yeah. you can go if you're one on one guy, just a yeah. solo guy, you know, the reason why I found out about Mark was because I watched it two or three times. I'm like, well, there's the answer. You know? All fun and good, Mark. No war here. <laughs> well, I, if you like watch some of our hunts back too on on television, where after I know the major league one especially after he shot major league, you can hear like I say, watch where he goes, and you hear Greg go Bird Street, Big Rock Creek crossing. Oh. You know, like you can hear him slowly say that in his mic. Yeah, like he's recording in his mind, and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, pay attention to where the thing leaves because mm-hmm. he. He was leaving in a hurry, you know, get, and yeah. without that stuff, you just, it's very difficult. Like you said, how yeah. are you going to remember, especially if you're hunting in like a wide open hardwood situation where every oak tree in there it looks, looks the exactly same. the same. Oh, yeah. Right. And and looks, him, like, where'd he go? Way different from 20 feet up than it does on the ground too. You know, oh, there, there's, point. there's many times, even though we film before we leave, we will get out our cell phones and we will take a picture of where that deer we saw last. Yeah. Mm. Of the landscape. That's a good idea, actually. And then we'll we'll take our, you know, how you can mark up a photograph. Yeah. And we'll take a circle and go right here. From up in the tree, you're taking the yes. photo. Yeah. Because the angles change the minute you get to the ground. Oh, yeah. They oh. always do. Oh, yeah. yeah. It you're looks like a totally different. You it's look nuts. like you're on a different planet. T- totally different. Yep. Distance that is limb like different. or that rock or something, you can't see it or the limb's different. Take the picture before you get down and then. I don't know how many times I've done that where I'm like, okay, that's the tree. He ran right by that. You get down, you leave, you let him say you come back and you're like. Yeah. It was one of those six over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. It yeah, saves you tough. a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even then, it's like the frustrate Because, like, going back, you're not thinking clearly. So when you're no. looking for blood, you kind of get... I mean, I've been in the situation where I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you're frantically you looking around. Again. Yeah. Right. Well, then, if like, you go back to the tree, look. Okay. And then you get down. You're like, okay, there is blood here. Like, I got worked up because I got a little anxious. Here I am. And sometimes that's another good tip too. Is like if you're not finding shit, like start over, go back to the stand. Yeah, if any of your buddies stand like where you thought he went. Yep, kind of rethink the it and then go from there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Pro tips. Ex- 
tips from experience, man. And if you yep. can have a Tacticam on the front of your bow, um, that's even better. Even if the quality is far and out there, you know. It's going to record everything. It's going to record everything, and you're going to see, oh, he went left of that oak. Not right. Yep. He went left. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal. Yeah. That could be huge just from one oak tree if you went left. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. yeah one yeah. hard turn in a blood trail throws you through some shit. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's, what? it's the anxiety, not only the time. It's anxiety, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. it drives you nuts. Trying to pull <laughs> so your hair stressful. Out. Yeah, one thing I see all the time is like, because a lot of guys are using like a Tacticam on the front or a GoPro or something for that purpose. And then they shoot and then like this hold the ball by the right side. Yep. It's Forget like, it's going. It's like, yeah, I got him. Can't wait till the end to show you the video. And you're like, it's their pocket. <laughs> oh man it's just yeah. a bow shaking <laughs> yeah follow, follow the animal with your point of yeah. view camera yeah that's a, that's another tip i mean you know for guys that use i mean tactic cams and gopros are so easy to get attached and they're small they're so packable and they're yep. so reliable the waterproof all of it yeah i mean they're so simple now the tactic cam the 5 has got that remote that you can go up to how many cameras can you uh, it's like 11 or something i have to check now it's getting more and more it's a lot attach a bunch of yeah. them to it yeah you just hit one button and it starts them all up Oh really? So you yeah, some yeah. on the ground and like different points. You can do whatever you want, man. The whole woods. <laughs> it's off the radio frequency, <laughs> yeah. so it's not burning power either. Oh crap! So you're not burning juice. No so kidding. You yeah. hit the button and they all go on the same. Is time. it like film quality? Is it something like you guys could use a bunch of them? Or yeah, just, you can set it two point seven or four K, however you want to. However they probably you want to be within a certain distance of that remote, right? No, they connect to one another, so it's kind of the same as like the Cuddy Link trail cameras kind would work or something chain. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, the, yeah, like, exactly. You can keep going as long as they're within radio shots, but once you turn the one on, it's going to flip them all on. So you just like, put whoa. the remote in your pocket, and when the moment of heat comes on, you hit it, and you're good. Dang, you have one down on the trail. And well, that's everything. what I'm saying. It's it's the technology we have today. <laughs> Why not take advantage of it? Yeah, I didn't exactly. know that was a thing. Well, it's going to be like 10 years from now. Yeesh. <laughs> Yeesh. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah, there's a point where know. it has to stop a little bit, right? Like, it just a, depends on how, so far. how strict the, you know, the game regs. Oh, like, true. You never know when they're going to kick out and be like, the cell cam deal, like, yeah, we're not going to allow that here. Right. Well, like Arizona. The Arizona thing. I heard Arizona. that was all just because of like watering holes, though. Like that wasn't necessarily like. Oh, I don't know. I I I read as much as I could find, but I never found that. A buddy of mine told me because he spent a lot of time in there. He was actually going to buy a house down there. He said it was because people were like pressuring certain watering holes, and it was like the only watering hole for a certain. And I might be wrong on this. Just what I heard. Hmm. It's like the only watering hole for a certain distance. You had all these people pressuring a certain water hole, and everyone's got their cameras, and everyone's went to go check their cameras. Hmm. That was basically like keeping these animals off this one watering hole because of the pressure, which was then hurting the animals because they weren't getting their water. Now, that could be 100% bullshit, so don't write in and say I'm an idiot because, (laughs) yes, I very well could be an idiot. This is well, what someone told you me. Are, but. You know how much research I've done about it? None. I've done absolutely zero research. <laughs> but that theory makes sense to me. Yeah, I could see it. Something, you know, that's when they're going to step in is if it thinks it's if they think it's harming the deer herd or right. something like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Or all the animals around at that point, if there's only one watering hole. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That could be. That's a good theory anyway. It would make sense. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you guys coming down. Fun deer talk. Fun uh, technical kind of like another level. I feel like it's it's a certain conversation you don't get into unless you're in a room full of killers, guys that have been in those types of moments that can talk about like the actual moment rather than anybody can kind of bullshit their way of like leading to a moment or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like this is the heat of the moment type conversation. 
that I feel it just takes experience to be in the moment and consciously think about different things that have happened or be in that moment enough to throw different circumstances or scenarios at it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that proves that we've all been in that moment more than one time. Yeah. You know, that's true. So I wish you the best of the luck Two, what do we, are we calling numbers? Doug, Doug's normally our predict guy for inches. And I think you owe him a prediction, Doug, because I you're do, sleepy. I do owe you one. And it better be spot on. It Jinx better factor. be spot on. Or listen, Doug, <laughs> Greg ain't coming back. We're not going to get a deer this year after this. Yeah. This could be the skunk. What are, are we place. doing a give or take? Give or take. Ooh, the mustache is tingling. He's itching. I got a number. Mm. You want to hear it? I'm going to guess. He doesn't want you to throw a number out. I think I think we should do this. He's I think nervous. you should write it down, put it in an envelope. Yeah. Oh. And there then you go. and then Ooh. we're going to open it on the next time we yep. come down. Do we have envelopes here? And we're going to we're going to he's going to sign no. it and date it so we know that this is no BS Ooh, I game like that. here. Here. Okay. Here, don't use a pencil. I haven't seen what you're after yet either though, so that makes it a little harder. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I got a whole true. piece of paper on that one. Thank that's God. All right. Sign it, date it, put it down, then we'll, next time we'll come out we'll open it. All right, Sharpie we'll bleeds through and gets on yeah, our Yeah, I'll, I'll do it after the podcast. <laughs> no, you got to do it right now. Right now? Just slide over your notepad to him so you can write on top Otherwise, of it. I wanted here. to see what he's after first. But, but you can't show him, though. You can't let him see. I, I won't look. The Greg, mustache look. is supposed to predict these things. Greg, Greg close yeah. your eyes. Greg, close your eyes. I'm, looking, to, I'm to, looking away. Go to sleep. Take a nap. Take go a, to sleep. Take a nap. That's your job, Doug, not mine. You got to sign it, too. Draw a little mustache logo on it here. What's today's date? The 21st of July. Come on, Doug. Let's get it, boy. <laughs> Every podcast since we've got this, I've said put tape over these buttons so I can hit them. You usually, you're usually pretty good about it. Right. About the last. I got it. Did, I get, did you get like in-depth? Like, Did you pick certain eights or did you oh, just go yeah. straight? I went eights. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can I see it? No, no, don't, no, don't show anyone. Yeah, all right, yeah. hold it up. And it's only Doug. All right, and you can't tell anybody, Doug. What if I was spot on? That would be wicked. That would be crazy. What's he get if he if he's like to the eighth? You give me I some mean, money. <laughs> free hunt in Boonertown. Yeah, you're in Iowa. I mean, free hunt at the shed. <laughs> Sorry, all these buttons are just working out right now. I'll take that. Hey, Yo. you can come hunt with us in Missouri because you can get a tag. Well, I mean, we live Iowa. in Iowa. Yeah, we live in Iowa. Oh, that's right. You we do. We live in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> we go to Walmart and buy our tags. We got we got plenty of call bucks of your caliber since you fell asleep on me. Oh. Doug could shoot like a 115-inch six-pointer. Yeah, he'd take a big six. Actually, this might just be a wash because he fell asleep on you. Just let him come nap at your place for a bit. That'd be a good oh, enough, baby. He's welcome anytime. We used to have a, oh, we used nice to ha- we used to have a buck we nicknamed Bat Boy. I feel like Bat Boy, <laughs> Bat Boy 2 <laughs> is like right up your alley. For, I'll, shoot, <laughs> I'll, 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 shoot, I'll shoot a Robin. <laughs> we did have a dude named Bat Boy. We had a buck uh, in Indiana last year we called Whiskey Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of his tines was snapped off at the main beam. <laughs> he was just main beam. Every one of them. That's it. He looks like a sad old dog. I almost shot him, but I couldn't do it. Like, just, just felt sorry for him. I do him a favor. He was like, I told the story before on the podcast. It was in November. I was hunting in the morning. It was like frosty leaves, you know? And where he walked through, he like just kicked over all the leaves on the path, just sh- sh- dragging his legs. And I went back the following weekend, so a whole week later, and you could still see like where he walked. Oh. Like that's just how like lazily he moved around. 
Just like Eeyore. Just so he's. I think he was just. I don't know if he's like old, like old man, old, like old dog. He's achy just, bones. He's just depressed, just waiting for somebody to put him out of his misery. Yeah, I, I think he's like a mature buck. Like he moved like a mature buck because the last time I saw him that I hunted down there and could have shot him. It was like right before dark. He walks out and stopped like twenty yards in the wood line and scanned this whole, just like mature buck style, scanned this whole field and then continued on, but still lazily walk and just like turned over leaves where he was walking. I don't know. I think he has like arthritis or something. O- old bones. Get the beat. I'm feeling good about this. Where are we gonna put it? I don't know. I'm gonna hide it somewhere. Actually, Greg, you have to hide it in this studio. No, somewhere. no, 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 no. No, you give it to Kurt. Or one of you guys. I'll put it in the drawer. Do you have an envelope? I'll put it in the drawer and I'll get an envelope. Do you have a special place? Don't look at it. I won't look at it. (laughs) Add a little luck to it. (laughs) It's going to be fun. This will be fun. It'll be interesting to open that up after uh, season's over. Here, you know what? I can put a sticker, a bumper sticker around it. Really, There you go. There you go. There you go. Seal it up. As soon as you score him, you got to send us. I bet bet we're getting a phone call. That's literally a bumper sticker saying you did it, you son of a bitch. Now, are we going with an Iowa deer or a Missouri deer? Iowa. Iowa. Okay. Do you have a a tag this year? We do. I have a random bumper sticker in the studio for some reason. We can be able to get undone. Oh. I don't know. It'll be part of the fun. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, if you don't get undone, call me. (laughs) You better put your phone in your notes because you might forget. Sleepyhead. Write that down. Sometimes I forget. Well, we all do. There it is. Sealed. Especially Doug. There we go. Not open it till the end of season. In the drawer. Put it right here. You just call me like, what score? I just hope <laughs> I hope Doug's got confidence in his Casey, because if not, this is uh, the uh, jinx of all jinx. And I'm going to blame him. I went him. really low. I'm just kidding. Yeah. After your past record, I went really low. Yeah. If, the if you don't right. kill a 200, Doug's getting the blame for it, right? That's right. Uh, it's all Doug's fault. Doug went 126 in an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> it's Congratulations, Doug. <laughs> well, you guys want to close out with anything before we close on Doug's prediction here? I can't wait to come back just to see it. Now I should have showed me. the camera and like we just wait uh, to save uh, that. Oh. No, because then you would have heard about it. People would have told you. Yeah, no, like true. just save that edit for later. Oh, oh, you know, sooner than later, we're going to have to do some predictions. We got some early hunts coming up. We got some moose and some mule deer. Who's going moose hunting? I'm going moose hunting. Oh, nice. Right on. Yep. We're going to have to do some predictions before we take off. Are we're you going bow or right gun? Uh, we're going to bring both, hopefully with the bow. Good for you. You guys will get it done with Are the bow. you going yeah, to where? Alaska. Wow. We've been there. Casey's been there twice. I've been there three times. Very cool. It yeah. is. Uh, there's no place like it. I've is this your been. first? Yeah, I've never been. I can't. I can't put it in words. It's it's un un unbelievable. It's a lot That's of what fun. I'm hoping for. <laughs> it's a you, lot of work. I think you guys will get into them. Oh, it's yeah. a lot of work, mentally and physically. Yep, well, it's, I'm, I'm it's, ready for it. It's you're always wet and you're always cold. Yeah, um, it's always windy, and uh, better have great gear and not afraid to walk. I think I checked all those boxes. I guess we'll be we'll see if i'm ready who was it? i can't remember i saw it on a podcast where like levels of fun that you can have levels like, of suck always include <laughs> a bunch of misery mm-hmm. you know what i mean like oh, yeah. it's like, a, like fun yeah like like if you go on i can't remember what they said this is under the effect of like if you go on a roller coaster like that's really fun for one second and you're done you never remember that roller coaster yeah. ride but if you go to alaska and grunt it out with a few of your friends and like get rained on and get soaked and stay out in the woods You'll all never night long forget it. yeah it's funny how yeah if the le- level of suck 
is a 10 out of a 10, you seems like you remember it more. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, it's going to be an experience. And I mean, it's going to be we're looking for. right up there. You go yeah. through more mental, uh, highs and lows. You're yeah. like, you're like, I feel like you're going to be like this. Your body logs suck memories a little better than it oh, does. They do. <laughs> Super fun, easy memories. Waking up with your boots frozen. Oh, yep. So I'm wearing the the Sims waders. So you have the stocking foot waders, and you, then you wear the boots over the top of them. So pro tip: they told me take boil your water in the morning, pour into your boots, so you can put your foot into something warm in the morning. That's smart. Yeah. Yep. Because they are usually rock solid frozen. Yep. On the day yep. before, and you're just like, Ugh, my toes are just gonna be ice cubes because I have up. cold feet like all the time. <laughs> I sleep with my socks on half the time. How do you do? <laughs> In the summer? I've got cold feet. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. You're a lunatic. Yeah. Austin's a sock guy. Oh, dude. I'd explode if I slept with socks on. Oh. So I'm going to be freezing to death up there. <laughs> You'll be all right. Yeah. It's, I used it's, to walk. The Lord's human after all. Drink some broth. You'll be fine. It's, the, <laughs> it's the definition of a man up trip. Yep. And, and when we went our first time, I looked at Casey. I said, "We need shirts to say man up trip because it it truly is mentally and physically." Well, you listen to guys that have taken that trip, and they're just so jacked up to talk to people about it when they get back. I just can't wait to have the experience. I mean, I can't wait for the podcast. It's going to be awesome. Oh, gonna and be I'm going to send the recorder up there with them. By the way, do you want me to send it with you today? Yeah, that'll that, work. That, we're going to we're going to ship gear up Monday or Tuesday, so yeah. I can take Man, it and we can ship it out wow. pretty soon. They, uh, you're, you're to and from. Is just killer. I assume yeah. you're going a couple bush planes or you're going float planes? Uh, we're taking one float plane. So yeah. uh, That's your first Beth- time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from Bethel into the bush on a float plane. Yeah. Just that alone, getting up there, is an experience. An experience I'm terrified. Own. I hate flying, but I'm jacked up you're to do it at it, the same you? time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. We, we're leaving uh, September of next year. Yeah. We're going back up. Very cool. Uh, for moose and bear. Uh, a bow again for the fourth time. You going black bear? Or are you is that? Are you going through an outfitter and looking outfitter at, grizz grizz yeah. Ooh, brown bear? Oh man! We, yeah. Do we have enough time for one quick story about yeah, this? Okay, yeah. So we got all night. So our first trip to Alaska, and Greg chime in whenever. But we go and we take because it's our first time being in Alaska. We wanted to fly around Mount Denali mm-hmm. before we headed out. And we're lucky. Let, for let us, me time out real quick. If you if you don't have that scheduled, you need to do that. Okay. Because it is unbelievable it is yeah crazy fun. cool so we can we all i'll go online before we leave and we'll look up the the flight guy but it's it's well worth your time okay it, it, yes good and advice so, fortunately for us we get this pilot that's like a former comedian legit legit great sense of humor like immediately starts telling jokes that we were busting the gut right away yeah and he's kind of messing with us a little bit so we fly around and we land on this like lake in the middle of nowhere and it's got like kind of some dead salmon up on it and, and some dead fish. And then there's like a few bear tracks around. And this guy's can, been kind of making fun of us a little bit because we're not from Alaska and he's a bush pilot and all right, this. Right. And he's kind of riding us and he goes over <laughs> to take a leak by like in the bushes. And there, you know, he was talking about the bears can come out of anywhere, pay close attention. And Greg takes a rock and lobs it into the bushes like over his head mm-hmm. and it hits and makes a crashing noise and the guy turns around like pecker out running away <laughs> yelling, and we're like well, <laughs> heads up man heads up no kidding yes. oh yeah you scared the shit out of i think i told off. him i said now nah, i know why you're not married yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh, he, he went straight combat dick, man. Oh, he did. He was damn near falling off his pants. Yeah. I mean, he That's couldn't the, get out the of fight. fight. Or fly mode was definitely flying. You ever heard of combat yeah. dick? No. Yeah. Oh, come on. You never heard of I, I got to 
I want to explain it. Yeah. Combat dick, we about to, you're about to do like an action sport or something like that. You, you can't be hanging loose. Everything gets ready for combat. It yeah. tightens up. It's like back in the day, you're like a Viking and you get hit with a sword. Things buckle down. Yeah. It's, oh, he was buckled. It's com- he was buckled. <laughs> it's combat. Was it was cold out. It's a real thing. My wiener got scared. <laughs> I'm sure he's he telling scared. that story now when he gives people rides. I bet he oh, isn't. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, hey. I said, well, we're fun guys, too. We got a sense of humor. He goes, boy, I guess you do. That's pretty funny. You got him back. <laughs> oh, we got him good. That's hilarious. We got him good. Good on you guys, man. Quick thinking. But he was funny as hell, though. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was he was legit. The funniest yeah. part would be if they actually took this trip and they're like, okay, this has got to be the guy because he's cracking jokes. You're like, <laughs> We met these two, these two guys in Iowa. Same guy. at one time, and they're telling us the story how they took this trip, and the, some guys running around with this pecker out. <laughs> that would be really funny. It'd same pilot, funny. yeah, same pilot. Never I think he literally shit himself for about oh. forty-five seconds. Oh, I bet he did. Austin's gonna I try mean, to throw he, a rock over him, hit him in the head. <laughs> I mean, he was he was stressed. And was. There's three of us: me, uh, Casey, and myself, and. A buddy of ours, Scott, it was on the on the trip, and we were rolling. I you mean, guys were probably rolling. laughing your asses off. Oh, rolling! Stop. He was dropping you off at this point. No, we, we just dropped off just to hang out, just to oh. shake our legs and just Got walk to take around. A piss. And, yeah, and yeah. basically look <laughs> yeah. at the scenery and you know just hang out for twenty minutes, fifteen. It wasn't very long, and. <laughs> He went up there to take a leak. I looked at Casey and Scott, and I was like, this has got to happen. I'm doing it. Yeah. That, that's fantastic. He deserved it. He deserved it. It was quality. I mean, it legitimately scared him. It wasn't like a jump out of a door scare. Like, it was like, and then you guys he had was a, running away. None of you guys had nervous. a video camera with you? <laughs> no. Oh, we just had it? cell phones. We should have recorded it. Oh, amazing. Good work, guys. Oh, we appreciate the podcast. Well, we can talk more Alaska here on the next one. Absolutely. But for sure. Got, got anything to add on this one quick before we close it out? I think uh, if people don't know where you're at, where can they find you on social media and all that good biz? Yeah. You know, you can follow all of us, uh, the jury entire team on DeerCast, which uh, all of our episodes or all of our stuff have, uh, we got to have about, what, 24, 48, about 48, 72 hours. They all go up. Yeah. After uh, after a harvest or harvest up, Yep. So you'll see all that stuff up there. Yep, it's the raw edits, but it's 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 the meat and potatoes which yeah. you want to see, which is cooler. I yep. mean, cooler to a point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then um, uh, you can follow myself on uh, Instagram, uh, Greg Glessinger underscore uh, Drury Outdoors. And um, after these podcasts, I always seem to have a lot of DMs. So good, good. Um, be like patient. Once this launches, be patient. I'll get to as many as I can. Um, but appreciate everything you guys are doing, man. You guys really. Do a phenomenal job. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. the invite. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys coming again. Got anything to add, Casey? No, nope, that's all for me. Thanks a lot. Fellas? Nope, good. I stayed awake, so we're good. <laughs> we got good one more to done. go, Doug. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, boy. We're getting overtime <laughs> The late now. one might get you. All right. No, you know what to do. No, no trophy for Dr- Doug yet. No trophy for Doug No yet. sleeping trophy. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Stretch the legs and take a leak. Yep. There it is. I'll ask you, dude. I can talk to you.
pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.